Hi guys, and welcome back to the Father's Daughter Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into episode three. I just want to first off say I am so sorry that this has taken so long um, since it's been like maybe three weeks since our second episode, and it was just extremely difficult to schedule someone. Um, we are in the middle of midterms here at the Franciscan University of Citubinville, and our next guest is a master's student and has such a busy life, and so it was just very hard to schedule. So, but that's what it is, and it's here now. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, another thing, uh, everything was against me getting this episode out. So, a couple things went wrong. So, these are just uh, a couple forewarnings. Um, about five minutes into recording, we had to change our location. Uh, so, the sound quality gets worse. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's manageable, and our guest shares such a great message. And the second um, thing that went wrong was I accidentally deleted the first four minutes of our recording. Yes, I know. Oh gosh, I'm such a rookie. Um, But I'm just going to introduce our guest now, and it's going to be good. Yeah. So our guest this episode is Colby Young. He is a master's student here at the university. He is engaged to the beautiful Lydia, uh, and he has a mutual, our mutual friend is Yadel, who is my best friend and roommate, and she said to me one day how beautiful Colby's relationship was with Our Lady, and that he could talk forever about her, and I said, that's who we need on the podcast. I want someone who is so on fire for our mom and can talk very honestly and beautifully about her. And that's what I wanted to bring to the podcast today. Um, This is a very organic (laughs) situation, what what we recorded. Um, And I think it's going to be really great. So yes, there's not a lot of context when we first start off. He's going to first start talking about the household that kind of brought him to Our Lady and made that relationship um, come to life. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's going to go right in. So thank you so much, so, so much for listening in. And I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Also, just a really quick note. Sorry, I had to come back again. Um, Yadel, who is our mutual friend, is in the studio recording with us when we were recording this. So (laughs) if I'm making side comments or you hear someone laughing, that's her. Uh, It was really funny. And I'm so sorry. I deleted the first four minutes, but I explained that when when we were recording. So please enjoy. Thanks, guys. Can you tell us a little bit, actually, yeah, about your household? Because that kind of leads into the next of course yeah so um households i heard that you you've explained a bit of that that to your audience um, of what households are franciscans so um so i'm a part of a male household uh titled knights of the holy queen and so our charism or focus in spirituality is on marian devotion or marian consecration or um, just having a um 
a love for Our Lady. And so um, I joined that household because I was questioning why I should have a relationship with Our Lady and and how to have one, and because I really didn't have one at the time. And so I figured, well, if I surround myself around men who are striving for the same thing, then maybe they can support me. And um, I joined freshman year, and I can definitely say over the four years, um, definitely have grown in my love and devotion for Our Lady, especially after taking Maravaldi's course, which yeah. likewise with you, I was just blown away every single every Yeah, single every class. single class. But I had a midterm on Thursday, and I'm going to be honest. Oh, how do you think you did? You think you bombed I'll, it? I'll be lucky if I get a Z. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Honestly, though, he's he's pretty... He can be tough. Yeah. He can be tough, but he he, yeah. he teaches you the, the different dogmas. and Yeah. And I guess I don't have the excuse of that I'm not a theology major, so, like, mm-hmm. I just test really badly for theology just because they ask for such specific things. <laughs> like, they yeah. want the dates it was enacted... The dogma. They want the exact pope, which, hello. Yeah. We have to remember. And then, yeah, because I was telling my parents and my sister was like, um, well, easy. Like, if you study everything. I was doing, like, the St. Joseph of Cupertino of, like, like, oh, Lord, like, only let the questions I know to be on the exam. And she goes, if you study everything, you'll know everything. She did that, like, (laughs) thinking meme. And I was like, I really hate you. But I'm like, it's literally almost like 2,000 years of Mary. Yeah, of Mary. And you have to be tested on it. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely hard. And you think you're a well-catechized human being until... Until you you actually (gasps) have to sit down and start studying Exactly. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Exactly. All this material. Yeah. Yeah. I should say that it wasn't necessarily a specific event or place. It really was a, um, and that happens a lot of times with um, just a conversion into the faith. Mm. In general, it's not so much. Some people do have a um, a one eighty degree like shift um, in perspective, and, and mm. then they're they're fully converted. But most of us, it's an ongoing conversion. And those who are alumni of Franciscan or who go to Franciscan would be very familiar <laughs> with. The Franciscan yeah. tradition of ongoing conversion, mm. and so the same way with Marian devotion or love for Our Lady, understanding why Our Lady is important for anyone's spirituality, um, as a Christian, as a Catholic, um, I came to realize that more by little snippets here or there, little mm. steps, having a conversation with someone who maybe already had that devotion or had more knowledge about that devotion, mm. um, or reading a book, um, or going through formation in the household so that was um a two-month period of learning more about what is consecration to our lady what does it mean to give ourselves completely to jesus through and with mary and by doing so we're actually renewing our baptismal vows. yes well and that's one of the things like we've been learning in maribali's classes he's really focusing on like how to talk about mary mm-hmm. to a protestant christian yeah. or you know his even more so like I feel like I have those those struggling conversations with my husband because he really doesn't have the same memory. And he was talking about how like the biggest factor in that is like them thinking that it's taking away from Jesus. Exactly. That and if that was I like a huge love... light bulb in my head. Was, like, yeah. Because it's almost like, well, do I love all of my siblings or do I love my mom and dad? Yeah. You know, if you're asked, do you love your dad more oh. or your mom more? Yeah. I mean, if they've been equally like good parents to you, mm. um, you should be, like, you can't really answer one or the other. Yeah. You couldn't. Um, 
And the fact that you love your mom doesn't detract mm -hmm. from the fact that you love your dad. Exactly. In the same way, um, actually, Louis de Montfort talks about how if you don't have love mm -hmm. for your spiritual mother, Our Lady, who really, that's what, that was established when Jesus gave her to us on mm -hmm. the cross, John, behold your mother, mother, yes. behold your son. Remember that for your <laughs> and so from that scripture passage, the church in its um, tradition has has understood that and unpacked yeah. that to really mean, wow, Jesus gave us his own mother as yeah. a spiritual mother for the entire church because the church is the body of Christ who has received his life and now is walking in the footsteps of Christ being yeah. that, that body of Christ, that, that light to the world. And so because of that, we also... Um, are given that mother just as Jesus had that mother. So good. Can you be the next pastor of the I'm just saying. You could have... Am I talking too much? Is that what you're no. saying? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get back to my own experience. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, you're... Yeah. Dr. Maribelli does that, by the way. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he'll go off on tangents. I'm sure anybody who... Who, uh, who loves Mary that much? Yeah. Like, what a good quality to have. Okay, sorry. So, yes, your own personal experience. <laughs> so, with my own personal experience, as I was explaining, different there were different stages or different small steps in the development of that. And a lot of it was intellectual at first. As with most things, you know, you kind of hear about it, you take in the information mentally, and then that slowly integrates into your, your heart and then into your life and actions and behavior. And so... It really was a natural process for me of kind of learning something intellectually and then taking that in. And um, over time, then as I would practice praying the rosary more with more devotion or um, trying to be aware of Our Lady's presence or um, in my life or um, uh, asking for her intercession throughout the day, um, through that, that actually increased my devotion as well not only learning intellectually more about why should I have a devotion to her or why is she important or how does she do that, but also practicing um, different practical steps of acknowledging Our Lady's mm -hmm. intercession because that's the other thing. Whether we acknowledge her, um, her presence or not, she's there as that conduit, as that yes. instrument of the Father's mercy to us. One time, Teresa, who I love her a lot, she's the one who, she's a um, yeah. yeah. So one time she was telling me the story, what saint was it? Um, where basically, or it might have not been a saint, it might have just been like an institution. Basically this guy, this husband and wife, husband, like didn't want to date uh -huh. her lady. Mm -hmm. um, and when, once, he died and this is a very vague like story but he was talking <laughs> to someone in heaven and basically he was saved right and he's like I don't know what saved I have no idea and it, the person or whoever was talking to him responded like you allowed your life to have a person in heaven mm -hmm. and um, you even like acknowledging like your mother like that um, saved you. Um, 
Yeah. So, wow. like, also the wow. mercy. I think I've heard a similar yeah. story, if not the same one. It might before. be the same one, and I might yeah, just be it, it rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. But, like, even just that. And so, like, thinking of my dad's conversion, mm-hmm. right? So, um, we had talked a little bit about this uh, before the podcast. About my dad's, like, strong devotion to Mary and how my mom still, who is cradle Catholic, seems to have... Um, not not less of a devotion to her, but my dad uh-huh. is like like loves it, and I think that's had yeah. a huge, huge um, impact on his conversion um, back in 2010. Um, and then yeah, just seeing that, just every time we're in a state of like terror in the family, and it is like mm-hmm. you know sitting down and praying for each other. Yeah, yeah. and that's what's going to solve it, you know. And just seeing, yeah, I'm gonna get choked. But, like, seeing my brother watch my dad do that, it's so influential for, like, how families should worship together and pray together. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Sorry, we should probably get back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. We're, all sh- we're both sharing here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you took Mariology. What was your favorite Marian apparition? Or dogma? Or something that really... I mean, you literally like go into that from class. from the class, or... You There's go into so that class much. and learn so much, but like, is there anything like I think it's that a little sticks unfair out right away? To just ask for ah, one thing. It's just one. It's really hard. <laughs> just okay. I'll the try. Thing that I've yeah. So the um, the dogma, or the doctrine, I should say, it's not a dogma, but um, the doctrine. In the works of hopefully becoming a dogma, the the fifth doctrine of our our Lady's um, spiritual motherhood, and so have you guys gotten to that point in the, in well, the yeah. course? Yeah, yeah. So you you'd recognize so her spiritual motherhood can be categorized under she's co mediatrix, co redemptrix. Um, I'm sorry, mediatrix of all graces, yeah. co redemptrix, and advocate. Yeah, I love um, the advocate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how she advocates on our behalf, and it just um, makes so much to sense. the father and to her son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that goes into a lot, which we we can't get into with the whole podcast. But I guess what was your favorite? Because like I have a solid favorite part of that, like this doctrine. Right. So I guess what did you? I think the part that um. The fact that she's mediatrix of all graces just kind of blew my mind. Like, how could that be? And that also just kind of really points to what Marian devotion is all about and why the why she's even important for our salvation, mm-hmm. because she is. And countless, you know, Marian um, you know, giants in the faith are saints. Yeah. Um, like Louis de Montfort and Maximilian Colby um, talk greatly about how she is crucial for any Christian salvation. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? Um, specifically because um, it was through her that the Word became flesh. Mm-hmm. It was because of her, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, why did the Lord, why, why did God the Father even do that? Because he wanted to um, edify humanity's free will. And he did that through Our Lady, mm-hmm. Mary, who was fully human, through her free will. She said, yes, your will be done. Mm-hmm. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Um, and so because of that, because of her free choice, 
um, she became that instrument, that conduit, or that mediatrix by which God entered into history, became man, and then won for us salvation. And so from there, that's where it starts. And then we see from that, you can take the causal linkage and see how um, it also follows that, well, if she, um, if she was that conduit at that point, then how much more so throughout the life of the church and in each of our lives mm -hmm. as we're trying to receive Christ in each, in, into each of our lives, how much more so is she there present um, as that mediatrix? And that just really blew my mind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. To meditate on that and to, and to even know that sink that in and let that sink in. Yeah. And to even know that, like, because it's really deep in our heart, it's not like it's not like it's not like right. right? Right, Because exactly. before, mm -hmm. it wasn't a surface level at all. Um, right. And to have that, yeah, just to have her intercede and have God be the mediator, and all of that. What, <laughs> I guess, if you can just describe, like, the, the definition of Sure. I mean, we oh, kind of like went right into that and assumed everyone. I know. Yeah, I'm mediatrix. so sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because mediatrix. we know what. Yeah, we know what it is. But so, like, um, mediatrix meaning, um, I was also using the word instrument or conduit, so that um, kind of like that 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 middle point by which the grace flows through. Louis de Montfort calls Mary like the aqueduct of grace, almost seeing like that vessel or that portal now i'm getting like sci-fi here but but in a sense trying to capture that imagery um to define the term so that aqueduct by which um grace is then um, bestowed upon each other yeah whether that's actual grace or some divine grace um our lady is there as that um, that vessel that aqueduct that the Lord uses. And he doesn't have to use her, but he chose to use her. And that's the other thing. That's it's beautiful and it's edifying um, to realize that. Yeah. It's not detracting from the Lord's supreme and primary role as our Redeemer. Exactly. By no means. By no means. Yeah. Um, in fact, we actually please our Lord when we acknowledge Our Lady's role in our salvation and yeah. in our lives. Because we're honoring his mother. We're accepting what he put on our plate. Exactly. Like by exactly. saying, like, oh, we're not going to include this part in our mm -hmm. life to Jesus Christ. Like, right. Deny his mother. <laughs> like, right. yeah. as, much as, as much as humans struggle mm -hmm. with their relationships with their mother, right. Right. like, she is the most perfect mother. So, yeah. like, we yeah. can't ignore that. Exactly. Gosh. And, and one more thing, you, you, you struck a chord here. I forgot to mention this. Um, when, when we call Mary our mother, mm -hmm. um, that can be really abstract. And like I mentioned before, it, learning about that was first very intellectual, and so therefore it was very abstract. How that really was internalized, though, was through um, experiencing how Our Lady answered prayer, my prayer, and how I really was reminded um, in different moments throughout my time in household in the past four years um, really, 
it's been in the past four years where this character has grown and yeah. developed. Different moments where I saw Our Lady's hand in front of her, where it was either um, an image of her um, or just really realizing, oh my gosh, like I was praying a Hail Mary right before I got in this accident and I got out of this accident unscathed mm-hmm. along with four other guys and two of them weren't wearing their seatbelts. Like that's one example of like, a, really? like a, yeah, wow. yeah, so like a, like a little miracle there. Of, of really, because of that, I saw, wow, that was Our Lady protecting me. That wow. was my mother, my spiritual mother Mary. Protecting me in that accident, but that little like okay, I was praying a hail mary, I was really putting my life in her hands, and she she took that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so little moments like that, those little affirmations or confirmations of like I'm here for you, mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm with you. Yeah. Those words that she says to Juan Diego, um, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I not your mother? Are you not in the crossing of my arms? Mm-hmm. Um, I love those words because that's so tangible. Yes. Especially for a, a, a spiritual relationship with a lady, which can be so abstract and internal, you know, when you get that tangible language, like, are you not in the crossing of my arms, like, you can just meditate on that. Um, I really felt that in that moment yeah. after that accident. Gosh. Um, where that was just a very tangible moment of, wow, like, she's real, and she's in my life, and I'm here on this earth for, for a reason, and she's making sure that I'm going to get that is so amazing. <laughs> and I think it's just so simply like taking just like hmm, those small words like so as you're saying like to rem- like the word to Juan Diego mm-hmm. like even just meditating on that I think is so important mm-hmm. because like so much we can get wrapped up in you know yeah. like, saying rosary or praying very sometimes not very half-heartedly mm-hmm. being there um, not being completely conscious of the words that we're saying and the mm-hmm. power of the words that we're saying and just, gosh, the the pure, like, we're so privileged to be able to say those words like that. Like, we are so privileged to have her. And in our church, too, because yeah. I can imagine the church is all this, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, okay, so you were talking about your own devotions, maybe. Um, and how it took time. I know personally, I didn't really have a relationship with Mary maybe about two years ago, which was our first, because I transferred to Tulsa in 16 uh-huh. and never experienced winter. <laughs> and oh, so it was kind of towards <laughs> that end, um, which I, I wasn't in Daughters of Zion household, but I had been looking into it. And I was seeking healing after my very first crazy nightmare with the first cancer. Um, and I was in a fog, like, my very last job of the year. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Jesus, I feel so, so far from you. Extremely far from you. Um, and then I just, like, ex- fully felt Mary's presence, like, wrapping her arms around me. And I was like, don't worry, I'm going to be okay. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. Um, so, and that's, I didn't know. And I think that's the problem, too, is, like, especially being a cradle Catholic and, like, a well-catechized human being, um, you don't, I think there's almost, like, this time in your life where you don't think you need her. 
and you're just like, you know what? Jesus and I are just so good together. Like, this is fine. Right. Like, right. this is great just in this little. And then not until you're just like, you finally realize how far you've stepped away mm-hmm. from Christ that Mary can bring you back to me. Yeah. And um, I think that, that was is just, so true. Yeah. <laughs> that was just yeah. that moment for me, especially. So I guess we're without having to have this crazy, <laughs> you know, feeling Mary's mantle red. Like without having to for that to occur, like right. where even would if you? That occurs. Yeah, even yeah. if that occurs, where would you like tell someone to start with their relationship with Jesus, or suggest yeah. to start? Right, right? because yeah. not everyone's story with Mary is going to look the same. But I guess what can someone start doing if they want to start? discovering a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus more. Yeah, definitely. So like I had mentioned before, practicing Marian devotion started to really internalize that because I knew a lot. Um, but even if you don't know the ins and outs of Mariology or, or everything there is to know about Mary, mm-hmm. you can still develop a, a, a full-blown, passionate and, and deep um, love for Our Lady. I would say number one, and, and this is this is backed up by and dominated by multiple saints, um, by the, the, the Holy Fathers, um, uh, the Popes, uh, pray the rosary every day. Pray the rosary. Um, I have found that uh, that prayer, um, Fulton Sheen talks about it. He, he says that praying the rosary is is saying to Our Lady, to the Trinity, to our Lord Jesus Christ, um, I love you, I love you, over and over again. Like every Hail Mary is, is just a, a proclamation again of, I love you. Mm-hmm. But more so than that, um, the Rosary allows us to enter into the mysteries of, of redemption, the mysteries of, of our Lord's life, which Our Lady was present for. And so you're asking Our Lady to accompany you as you try and meditate on our Lord's life. That's what, I mean, you have the different mysteries of the rosary. Mm-hmm. You have a different set for each day. Um, you have the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful, and the glorious mysteries. Each of those um, focusing on different moments in Jesus' life. Um, and what a beautiful thing to, um, to take time to say a repetitive prayer, which becomes a, uh, really, as you start saying the, the Hail Marys after, uh, over and over again in the Our Fathers and the Glory Deeds, um, this, this repetition almost takes you into that deeper meditation at times, if, if you're intentional about it. Um, and that's the other thing. If you're not intentional about the rosary, if you're not allowing it to be, if you're not making it a meditation, then you're not reaping the fruits of really what the rosary is trying to do, the magnitude of it. Um, so that's really where I started to, to really see practice. How I could start mm-hmm. practicing that Marian devotion. And because of that, um, or with that, afterwards, I would then start to see, um, wow, I prayed my rosary today. I had a lot more strength in this area of my life. 
I created my rosary today. Um, yeah, I was able to get through um, this struggle in my life. Um, take it one there, rosary at a time. Exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Take one, take it one rosary at a time. Yeah, that's great. Um, I don't know if it got on. Can we talk about this again? But yeah, just like the, so you know about it. Did we, did that uh, one make the we And then I don't Okay. Well, okay, because we had been talking about um, the 54-day nightmare uh-huh. that Miguel, her cousin, <laughs> what's her cousin's name? My cousin's name is Jessica. So, Jessica was So all of right, yeah. it was it that was that that was our first lesson. We're talking about the Perfect. That's great to know. This is a fifty. It's a fifty-four day rosary nevia. Yeah, and I think for like meaning rules, sometimes they're just so hard for me. Because again, oh, I feel myself like. I don't really mean this. Why am I doing it right, right now? Right, exactly. I'm almost focusing on just trying to get it done and rather yes. rather than like And then I think like praying. you mm-hmm. never know what you're getting. So for people who don't know, like novenas, you're praying it for like a specific reason or a specific intention. And some people and this is where like comparison is a thief of joy. Like, especially being on Franciscan campus, like so many people do great novenas and then end up with their, I don't know, rates fixed, like fiance, like crazy mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> did you guys, did you, was it a novena? It was a novena. It, oh was, it wasn't a Marian novena. I know. It, it, it was, it was a, uh, I know, look at that. You walked right into that one. I did. I did. It was a novena to St. Joseph. The Holy Cloak of St. Joseph. It's a 33 day novena. And I'd actually heard oh. of that other um, individuals had done this novena and like a month later had started dating the person that later became their okay. their future spouse. Um, I love and so, Joseph. Oh, he's incredible. I started That's making another really devotion for him. Yeah, you gotta make a video. <laughs> and a, a you know who will want to do it is Michelle, my friend. Oh, who yeah. was in our first episode, but she loves so she's gonna Yeah, there yeah you go. we're gonna have to Skype it. But Talk okay, about so novenas. Saint Joseph. So oh. novenas can just sometimes just, whew. and then you hear like amazing stories like Jackie, Francois Angel, and um, Bobby Angel. There you Bobby go. Angel. Yeah. Um, and like crazy stories like that where they're like, oh, on this day of the novena, like so and this happened, and you're just like, you just get so overwhelmed and wrapped up in that, and I think we often forget like. We're not asking for, yeah, we're asking for her intercession and full relationship with her in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Like, so the stuff that comes with being a new is just a little, an extra little perk. What it really is helping us do is like get closer to her. Amen. And I think yeah. that's what yes. we lose a lot. We do. that's such a cultural thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's would like even say, yeah. And, um, even branching out to the wider um, Catholic and Christian community, a lot of times, or the majority of people, when they turn to God in general, when they pray, um, is for a person. Um, when they want something, when yeah. something's going wrong, when they're experiencing a, a 
great suffering there. Um, but really, yes, we're asking for certain petitions in a, in a novena, which again, fully recommend. Novenas <laughs> are great, but um, I would say be careful with them because um, you can get so caught up in the, the um, letter of the law instead of the spirit of the law. You know, what, what really is the motive or the purpose behind doing a novena? Is it making sure we get all the day, all the days in um, for the novena? Or is it really, like you said, growing in a closer relationship with our Lord and our Lady? Mm -hmm. And that's the case. Um, or the, that, that is the goal. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Thank you for reference. We do. Speaking of reference. Um... <laughs> So you just ended with the question of how to, you know, the advice to give someone to get into relationships started. Mm -hmm. That's a great um, And also I think like a big thing is like in the story that you told us, find that community mm -hmm. that's going to lead you to God, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in your household. Did you say the name of your household? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. I just want to make sure that was, you uh, that again. That was good. Okay, so to wrap this up. What has been helping you become a better son to respond to this? Um, so when I was looking over the notes for this, <laughs> I immediately thought of um, this one prayer, which is titled The Abandonment Prayer to the Father um, by um, Oh, shoot. Wow. Anyways, it's a great prayer. No, no, it's not St. Anthony. Um, it's in this book that I've been reading. I'll just, uh, um, get the title of this book because the, the, this one prayer is in the context of this book by Wilfred, um, Stinson, uh, into your hands, father, abandoning ourselves to, to, uh, the God who loves us. Um, pretty much this book has been allowing me to understand that providence is, um, everywhere and in everything and that the Lord has a plan for us. And um, no matter what the suffering and the trials we go through, um, there's a purpose for it. There's a divine plan in action, which doesn't hinder our free will. We are completely free. We're not predestined. Not That's another thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Not to be Calvinistic. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But to be aware that our Lord is trying to guide us in a certain direction, but he works with yeah. us. If we don't, if we... Um, choose something that is um, not for our greater good, and he works with that, and he uses evil for our greater good. Mm -hmm. and, and so with everything, he uses suffering in our lives to um, bring about um, our ultimate redemption and salvation. And so this book has been really um, enlightening me on that yeah. um, as well, really abandoning yourself to mm -hmm. the will of the Father um, and understanding that um, what that means. And how, if we really become aware um, of the Lord's presence in every aspect of our lives, we abandon our past, our present, and our future, mm. then we really can become his instrument. His instrument. And so, um, do, we close, do we close in do a prayer? Wanna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we, we could end with it. We didn't start in a prayer, That's okay. which I totally forgot. At least we're ending. But we're going to end in a prayer. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this prayer, um, just to wrap up, folks. Um, this prayer really encapsulates um, how I've been growing <laughs> as a, a son of the Father. 
Oh, great. So, Thank you so much, Bobby. Of course, yeah. yeah. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. For whatever you may do, I thank you. I'm ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart, for I love you, my God, and so therefore need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. And for the record, that was Brother Charles um, of Jesus. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening in to episode number three of the Father's Daughter podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just make sure to rate and subscribe the podcast so that other people can find it. Um, I really appreciate it. And if you have any comments or um, questions or anything at all, uh, make sure to follow the podcast on at the Father's Daughter underscore podcast. And that's on Instagram. And you can let me know <clears throat> if you have anything to say. Great. Cool. Awesome. So, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, guys. And remember, you are the glory of God and that he loves your good. Bye.